0: This Tech Talk Today, episode 258, I believe, if my math is correct. My name is Chris.
1: And I'm Angela. It's
0: not right. It's 259, actually. I was just going
1: to say, you just said 259. How did it lose one? I was I thought... testing you. Okay. I
0: was testing you. Actually, I just get so freaking excited about Mario that it's all I can focus on. Did you hear the coin? And it's actually news relevant, too, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Time-appropriate greetings, Mumble Room. Uh, you hi
2: greens.
3: Hello, hello. Yeah. hello. Oh my gosh, Fox it's Angela really. Fisher. Everybody.
0: Hi guys, it's good to have you here. Uh, did you hear the news? Uh, so when uh, when Nintendo announced a Mario Run for the iPhone, it was. Suggested that one of the great advantages to Mario Run is you could play the game while eating. Did you know this?
1: No, I yeah. haven't heard anything about this. Yeah,
0: so that's why uh, Miniato, I think is how you say his name, from Nintendo, he's uh, the father of Mario over there. He proved it today on Twitter.
3: Hi, I'm Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. This Miyamoto. is the new Super yeah, Mario Yeah, Miyamoto. Super Mario Run. <laughs> <laughs> this game, uh, in this game, Mario runs on his own and you tap like a monster,
0: something like that. But
3: that's not so, what's important. That's not that's what's not important. And
1: that's not English, just in case you're yeah. trying to understand it. It's not English. Yeah, he
0: starts in English and switches, but here he's showing you how you can weight lift while playing Mario. He can shake a hand, and right there's the he's money shot, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Eating a hamburger. He
2: eats a burger.
3: Um,
1: that's great. Yeah, I'm, I've never played Mario one handed.
0: I am really looking forward to Mario on the phone. I, is that silly of me? No. Like, I'm actually like legitimately excited about, uh, about this game. Oh, I
1: think the kids are going to love it.
0: I do, too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play with them. And one of the things that I was reading about it is... This uh, the, some of the original Mario teams actually working on this thing. It's like legit. That's in, great as far as the de- developers go. And I'm really kind of I'm I'm really kind of thinking this right, is because cool. we
1: know every single level of Mario. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, you know that stuff. Like that uh, that screenshot just there.
0: It's like Grandma's apple That's pie. That's new.
1: Like I've never seen that screen. Like it's Grandma's it's totally apple
0: new. pie, but with a new twist. And so it's going to be available on Android eventually. Uh, comes out. <laughs> a, 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 will launch initially. Uh, like I think probably a little bit before the holidays on iOS. But I would come on. How long is it going to take before they got an Android? Six right. months, probably, at most. So that's kind of cool. So you're going you're to check it out? You're going to load it up?
1: I think that would be, yeah, yeah, fun.
0: All right, so I wanted to start with a positive note, because this next story is kind of a bummer, but it's one of the big tech stories today. A Samsung Galaxy Note 7 has exploded in New York and burned a six-year-old boy. He was watching a video on his grandma's Aww. couch. Yeah, so Samsung um, is having some problems today.
1: Jeez.
0: The uh, reports are out that uh, people are not really acting on the recall that Samsung has done on the Note 7. And, in fact, they're having quite a bit oh, of difficult—
1: this must be—it's very similar to that hoverboard that was— Kind of you know. is, actually.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that because I've seen some comparisons of that. Yeah. And it, it is kind of a lot like that. And it's it, it appears to be when it's um, charging that it's an issue. However, today Samsung released an advisory to their customers— Suggesting that any use of the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 could, could be dangerous. Wow. Yeah, that's some serious. Yeah, they stepped
1: stuff. it up because I don't think. Yeah, because people weren't taking it seriously. But, wow, wow. I hope that kid's okay.
0: Yeah, he he was treated for burns and uh, and he and he is back at home already. Huh. So yeah, the the boys and your grandmother said that the fire caused by the phone was strong enough to set off alarms in the house. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, Abby brought me a nightlight yesterday that she was like, I, I don't know if you'll be mad, but look, and like the nightlight was burning through itself. I'm like, yeah, good. Thanks for bringing this to me. It's in the garbage now. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: Like, it's a good thing she brought it to your attention. This is uh, this is a particularly interesting case, I think, because I I could be wrong. But I feel like the real story here is these companies are working... At a crazy at a crazy pace, not only to compete with each other, you know, one of the things that that Samsung has been trying to do for years now is they try to get their bare flagship device out weeks before the new iPhone comes out.
1: So they cut corners. Well, I don't know about that. Or but maybe they faked it. No, like I, another like, like the Moon. Layer it's like, yeah.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. They have been trying to compete very heavily in fast charging and wireless charging and 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 getting charging even better. And it seems to be in that area is where this phone is falling down, and I don't know if there could be something to that the the, the the race is so fast that they they didn't slow down enough and maybe just let it bake a little bit longer. It's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then the way this return has been working, people have not been properly instructed on how to properly return the device to begin with, mm-hmm. and now Samsung's expressing some level of frustration that the customers aren't returning them. I mean, it's kind of what you get. Mm-hmm. A real bad situation uh mr lou you want to jump in go ahead
2: yeah for the people you know who didn't know about you know the recall or whatever ahead of time i mean i, I can kind of excuse them for this but as for the others kind of dumb and i and i agree with Rikai. you know feeling a little bit bad for samsung here because they created this product that took them along long Long time to work up, and then all of a sudden there's just a huge problem with uh, yeah. And they did jump right
0: on top of the recalls, they really did issue them pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. They jumped on top of the issue when they only had like 37 reports of it, as if I recall.
2: Wow, and of course, got feel bad for the boy being burned, uh, by his grandmother's device, too.
0: I would be, I would be so, I would feel so awful if that happened to our kids. Thank
2: goodness it wasn't
1: at his ear, though, Hmm. you know, like because he was watching it, right? Yeah, that's what you said. So, geez, yeah, that's a good point, too.
0: Yikes! All right, well, so let's talk about the iPhone then. So on the other end Woo! of it, you got the iPhone Seven, which Engadget is calling the most walled-off computer, and it's the one that Apple has always wanted. It's the first PC that Apple controls Wall- completely.
1: What walled off? Yeah, meaning
0: as in you uh, you don't have access to the hardware anymore. Is like, say, you want to make a gadget. Their main their main complaint centers around the poor poor folks over at Square. Who no longer can plug into ah, the
1: headphone jack. that's interesting. So they say, look,
0: the headphone jack's nearly 100 years old. This is a pretty typical yeah. line. It's nearly 100 years old, and you, it was, it gave us the ability to get access into the iPhone in ways that Apple didn't have control over. It was sort of like an analog loophole, not just for music, but also for potential devices. And to get in the MiFi program, which is spelt MFI, mm-hmm. so I think you call it, I don't know how you say that. Miffy? I don't think Apple would call it Miffy. No, I don't. But it's the it's the Apple certified program that allows you the uh, the rare privilege of using the Lightning port.
1: So, oh, okay.
0: And you have to pass this ah, Miffy certification. So,
1: so Square is going to have to do that in order to have a
0: Square's way ahead of this. Square's been Square. Okay, so this goes into why I don't think this is actually a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, the the point is legitimate, and I think that the jury is definitely out. On if it's going to be a, a a major issue, removing the headphone port.
1: Mm-hmm. They have a pair of headphones there, though. Are they? Bluetooth? Those are the AirPods. Okay. Are those out yet or y- yes, not? Yes, yes. They are?
0: Well, they're as out as the phone
1: is. Oh, okay. Because I need a pair of those.
0: Um, <laughs> what? You want wireless headphones? Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just lost a pair of freaking wired ones.
0: Um, So let me go. So the headphone jack removal, I think, is a really risky move by Apple's part. And I think they're hedging for the next phone. But in the meantime, Apple made a decision last week that isn't getting a lot of coverage. And I think it speaks volumes about their expectations.
1: Ooh, let's unfilter this.
0: Yeah. Last week, for the first time ever, Apple announced that they will not be releasing sales weekend numbers for the iPhone 7. Really? For every for every major Apple product and for yeah. every iPhone ever, they've always released the sales. And they've always gone up at a really nice clip. Why? I think because the 6S is still a very well-performing phone. Mm. It, it's still oh. just as competitive as Android phones on the market. Yeah. And because of the lack of headphone jack, not a lot of people are going to buy. Okay. And there's nothing revolutionary about the design. Sure. So I think the plan all along, and excuse the term, but it's the term that's being used, is this is Apple's plan to eat the shit sandwich. They eat the shit sandwich this year. They take all the heat about the headphone jack and the non-pressing button because they removed the the button too. It's it's solid state now. They have a haptic feedback now. Oh. And so they're going to eat all of the complaints about that, not report the numbers.
1: Right. And then in a year when they release the 7S, or, all the other Android phones are going to start coming out without headphone jacks <laughs> yeah. and haptic whatever. I think
0: if my theory is right, if, mm-hmm. and I, my theory is a combination of a bunch of other people's theory, I think it would be... Um, the iPhone 8 because it's mm-hmm. the 10th anniversary of the iPhone.
1: And the iPhone 8 will just like, be, tot- sp- be glass sping. to glass.
0: It'll be, so there won't be any black mm-hmm. chin mm-hmm. or Boarded. head. Mm-hmm. It'll be all glass to the bottom. And the problem if you go all glass, it's, you can't really build a headphone jack there right. and you can't have a movable button. So when you so you do one more design, ah. this so this in my in my hands okay. right now I'm holding the six.
1: So it's an in betweener.
0: This is the iPhone six, which was the first iteration of this design. Right. They now have three versions of this design. They've never done that before. Right. I feel like they're is punting. That, are
1: you including the SE?
0: Well, the SE is a redesign of the 5S. or a redo of the. No, I'm saying this particular six line has no, looked I know, like but this. this has essentially,
1: all the stuff of a six. The SE That's, has all the stuff of the six, but in a yeah. small smaller form.
0: I'm not talking about hardware. I'm oh. talking – the hardware inside of them okay. has gotten dramatic improvements. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the CPUs and GPUs have gotten dramatic improvements. It's just the physical look has essentially okay. stayed the same. Because be, until your 5S, right, mm-hmm. which you have now the SE, Yeah, but you have the 5S, every phone, every major version looked different. Yeah. And then for the last three phones, they haven't changed the look at all. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have – they must be building to something big, and they have to make a few concessions, and along the way, they got waterproofing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But here's mm-hmm. why I don't think removal of the headphone jack is a long-term big problem. The entire, the entire outrage around the removal of the headphone jack for devices connecting to the iPhone like Square mm-hmm. is predicated on the theory that, well, now you've lost your analog connection into the iPhone and you have to get a MiFi certified device now to talk to an iPhone. Which completely ignores the fact that there is a Bluetooth radio and a Wi-Fi radio that is totally capable of doing all kinds of different types of transmissions, right. including TCP IP. Right. So the, that Wi-Fi chip is just as open as any internet connected device is. And you could run an app on the on the iPhone that's listening on its own wireless network, mm-hmm. its own dedicated wireless AP that could be talking to your point of sale device mm-hmm. over an SSL encrypted connection. I mean, I I don't find this to be... I actually think this is more secure because that analog mm-hmm. that analog connection is insecure and rife right. for, for trifling, whereas a a well, a well data connection could be secured and verified. And
1: requires third-party apps like Square to step up their game.
0: And Square already has. Mm-hmm. So they, I think they already have, in fact, a, a wireless product they've been trying to get people to switch over to since before this phone came out, probably mm-hmm. because Square's business being based on this headphone jack, they probably knew which way the wind was blowing a year yeah, ago. Right. I'm sure they're hip to this. You wow. Know, so I don't actually – so the so I don't actually think it's a huge issue. I think it's really only a big deal for people who want a headphone jack and charge their phone at the same time mm-hmm. because it comes with an adapter in the box. Right. But uh, the internet is freaking out, freaking out about it right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: you know, I, it just occurred to me that I'll have to do something different in my car then because I use the audio jack.
0: You, uh, yeah, you would. Well, you could use – so what I was thinking for things like that mm-hmm. is – you would probably just leave the adapter that comes in the box hanging on the end of the headphone cord in your car, because that's probably the only place you really use it, right? So yeah. when you get in the car, you just leave. So you know, you know, in the box is coming with a lightning to headphone jack adapter. Oh, yeah, so you can just leave that adapter plugged in on the other end of your of audio your, of your audio cable. Oh, okay, then, I just
1: didn't know there was a lightning one, but yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, so that's good. so really,
0: the only downside is you couldn't charge and listen to music through the head, through the sure. lightning jack at the same time. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> um. But I th- and and it looks like the adapters are nine bucks, cheap. So mon- MonoPrice might even come out with like a like a five pack or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I really feel like this is one of those in three months. It's we'll still be kind of snarky about it, but it's really going to be a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking in three months, the Lumia phone may be done. Uh, Microsoft is going to end sales this year of its Lumia brand. Really, probably no surprise to many, and probably not to very many tiers for others either.
1: It looks just like an iPhone. <laughs>
0: I kind of think it looks like a Nexus phone. I think it looks a lot. Yeah, it looks just very generic, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's very generic. I think... So mm -hmm.
1: this is end of life then?
0: Yeah, they're going to switch away from the Lumia brand completely, it looks like. Uh, Even their flagship devices are going to get replaced. So...
1: Does anyone in the chat, in the uh, Mumba room have a Lumia? (laughs) Or a
0: Microsoft Windows phone at all? I doubt it. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I doubt it. And it's... Yeah, it's funny. Like, they just never got any traction. And that doesn't mean the Windows phone, smartphone operating system is going away at all. But this particular hardware line and brand is, which is just really something. It's really notable. Uh, just to, It's just how much the market is changing right now and how it hasn't really settled on any one particular thing. But the one thing that does seem to have been settled is it's pretty much an iOS Android race, and Microsoft couldn't get in on that. While we're on mobile, let's talk about this story that's coming out today by The Intercept. I've just started to read it, and I plan to have more information – in tomorrow's unfiltered. So in some sense, this is sort of a story tease, but I think it's a pretty important one and it's breaking right now. And I want to cover it. It's from the intercept, the long secret stingray manuals detail, how police can spy on phones. Hmm. We've talked about the stingray before. It's a surveillance. It's a surveillance device. It's been one of the most closely guarded secrets in in law enforcement for more than 15 years. The company and its police clients across the United States have fought to keep information about the mobile phone monitoring boxes from the public Against which they are obviously used, the intercept has obtained several Harris instruction manuals. That's the company spanning roughly 200 pages and is meticulously detailing how to create. meticulously details how to create a cellular surveillance dragnet. A technologist with the Privacy International told the intercept that the manuals released today offer the most up-to-date view on the operation of Stingrays and similar cellular de- surveillance devices with powerful capabilities that threaten threaten civil liberties, communications infrastructure. And potentially national security. He even said, "You know, the document shows the Stingray Two device can impersonate four cellular communication towers at once, monitoring up to four cellular provider networks simultaneously. And with an add-on, can operate so-called T or sorry, two G, three G, and four G networks simultaneously." Wow! Can, so these little boxes can be four providers at once. I got to go through the manuals. Just a couple other little highlights I want to share with you on on the day that it's breaking. They've even got some interface, the Windows XP UI of it. Uh, One piece of Windows software used to control the Harris spy boxes. This software appears to be sold under the name Gemini. It allows police to track phones across 2G, 3G, and LTE networks. Another Harris app, the iDen Controller, provides a litany of fine-grained options for tracking phones. A law enforcement agent using these pieces of software, along with Harris's hardware, could not only track a large number of phones as they move throughout a city, but could also apply nicknames to certain phones to keep them... To keep track of them in the future, to see where they go, where they move about. So you could you could just name this device ID target one or Angela, and you could, you know, watch Angela's movements as she goes about. Uh-huh. The documents also make clear just how easy it is to execute a bulk surveillance regime from the trunk of a car. A Gemini quick start guide, which runs just fifty-four pages, contains an entire chapter on logging. Which enables the user, in this case, which is a cop, to listen to a log over and listen and log over air messages that are being transmitted between the base transceiver station, that's BTS for short, and the mobile subscriber, which is the person you're monitoring, MS for short. It's not clear exactly what sort of metadata or content would be captured in such logging, but the police would just get it. They have some interesting screenshots of the manuals and the UI, so I'm going to be digging. Through this kind of thing uh, it is it looks like it even supported like email alerts for cops when a nickname got picked up. So they would get an alert when somebody was in a certain area. Wow. And there's there's talk, you know, we've also covered how they've taken these boxes to uh, rallies for uh, or, or protests more accurately to see who goes and keep track of who keeps showing up and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So it's a big
3: release by the intercept.
1: Mosinrath, you have a point on the uh, security of something like this.
3: Yes, actually, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "What's the likelihood that someone would end up taking it?"
0: Man,
1: how many of these have been stolen?
0: I don't know. I mean, they're pretty odd boxes. They're not super obvious to use, but you got to wonder. I I, here's a better question: Are they really doing anything that you couldn't do on your own? Because I think we've heard about these kinds of things being set up at uh, like Black Hat and Def Con this year. That you know, just average people getting some off-the-shelf parts to put together some systems could set up their own cellular towers.
1: Hashtag Raspberry Pi.
0: And you see, it takes takes advantage of an inherent feature, and which in this case is a flaw of your cellular phone. The little baseband in your phone that's talking to the antennas and talking to the cellular network is totally independent of your phone's OS, and it's always going to go after the best signal, because best signal means best battery life, best performance. That's where these come in, is they just blast the area. With with super strong crazy signal right down there at ground level, mm. and your phone just instinctively switches over to it, right. Because it's the stronger, better signal that saves you battery life and gives you better call. So it's they're totally taking advantage of just a built-in functionality of our phones. It's genius. It's 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 something. It is something. I'm going to read more about it and hopefully have a breakdown in one of our shows. While we're on the topic of security, did you hear about Blue Hydra? No. Blue Hydra can expose all the two unhidden worlds of Bluetooth. Bluetooth low-energy devices like smartwatches and wearables giving up information all day. Blue Hydra sniffs it up. That's right. (laughs) Yep, yep. Again, uh, of course, obviously, once you have data that's being sent. This is no surprise. Yeah. Yeah, this breaking today, too. I don't really have much to add to it because who's surprised by this Right, yeah. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll chalk this up for the TechSnap queue and see if there's something... Um, worth digging into. This is also probably going to be another big story. It's interesting. Monday, a lot of stuff's breaking, but we don't have a lot of details. Uh, This is a tweet from a real, um, uh, I believe, I don't know if he's a developer of Tor or what, but uh, there is a zero-day being reported that's impacting all deployments of the Tor browser. has been confirmed, and in 96 hours, there's going to be more information. Okay. So right now, I guess there is a zero-day exploit of the Tor browser, So if you are using Tor for something very privacy or security um, important or conscientious, just be really sure that... uh,
1: Change your password?
0: Just be sure that you're being careful. And uh, this could be nothing, but we're going to monitor. And they say we'll have more information in 96 hours. And I've seen this show up on a couple different places, but who really knows? Who really knows? The thing is, is all the people that do know are are at this point under NDA until they have the patches ready to ship for the Tor browser and stuff like that. And then once the patches are ready, the NDA will be lifted... Or the embargo will be lifted, and then people can say, "What's what's what?" So that's what we're waiting for next. Hmm. Um, this could be really good in just overall busting up some of these monopolies' uh, control. And
1: thank goodness for Netflix. Yeah, seriously,
0: Netflix is asking the FCC to declare data caps unreasonable. Yep. Yeah, they say the FCC should use broadband deployment power to discourage data caps. Data. I agree.
1: Yeah. I think I mean it is in their favor but also it is just logical like to not have a data cap
0: I feel like it is um it is it, data caps are simply delaying delaying the inevitable it's obvious that as the years go on, every the, the amount of data we all use increases and transmits, and the types of functionalities that you can do over an IP network go up. And mm-hmm. you know, there were there was a time where we didn't place our phone calls over data networks, and now lots of calls are routed over data networks. There was a time when we didn't watch streaming video over data networks, and now right. lots of streaming videos done over data networks. And it just keeps going on like that. VR and 4K is all just on the precipice, and so it feels like these caps are just the obvious old dinosaurs that won't and wake
1: up. and a demand for quality. So, for those of you that didn't watch the HD feeds, but now do, it's true, <laughs> it's, right? It's more data.
0: That is, there is pressure out because that is very, that content creators want to push out higher quality stuff mm-hmm. all the time. People want higher fidelity audio; they want that digital audio and mm-hmm. make it nice and big and sound good. So, yeah, I say good on Netflix, and obviously, they have an interest here.
2: Obviously, obviously,
1: but yes. yeah, but it's good.
0: I'd be curious. Anybody in the mobile room suffer from a from a data cap or like a limit or something like that from your ISP?
2: I don't really bet data caps have never made sense to me at all because you can have infinite data forever if you want right. to. With, it's not like, no,
0: with so. no additional cost, it's not is like what you mean? It's not like you're draining the bits from a lake.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: it, it's not like it's a physical finite resources and this is what hampers these companies from making greater strides is that their thinking is myopic and centered on the physical world too much when the concepts that we're dealing with are like really hard or dare ethereal And it's just, it doesn't make sense to have data caps at all mm. for anyone.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweetly, sweetly. You have the, you have another type of problem, which is how many devices you can have.
2: Yeah. My connections to uh, Verizon. So, um, but yeah, I've, I would say it would depend on the devices and that. So
0: yeah, that is a that is a tricky situation. To Mosen, go ahead. You have a you have a thought on the data caps, Mister Mosin, Going once, Mosen Rath? Going twice, and I think he probably is muted. You know, He's probably fell his mic fell into the mic black hole where all, where all mics quit working, and it's called USB device died. <laughs> and it's it's just the worst. Mike on Quota Radio today. You know uh, he was going to uh, join us with. He has uh, he's, he has a I think it's like a – it's a Yeti. It's a it's a blue Yeti. Mm-hmm. Died on him right before the show. Oh
1: geez. Right
0: right before the show. He's like, should I run to Best Buy? Yeah yeah. Boz if you want to jump in, you can. But otherwise, I'm going to move on. Uh, this
3: go oh, actually um, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, now one of the things about data caps, you have to sit there and remember one of the most important things about it is. What is the one thing that data caps do for the company that you are paying to get your internet from? Now, what do you mean? mean? They can charge you more money the moment that you go over that data cap. So it's not a matter of, oh, we're running out of space, gas, room, anything like that. No, it's they're saying we figure that the average person is going to use, say, 60 uh, gigabytes. So we're going to put a cap of... 80 gigabytes you want to go over what the average person wants Money. go right ahead mm-hmm. we will be more than happy to help you as long as we can help ourselves into your pockets <laughs> exactly well and that's yeah.
1: that's what happens uh, you know to this guy here that uses a lot of data yeah that's true so well we have two we have two different carriers but
0: I I've actually gotten way better about that yeah way better I know yeah
1: well part of the problem was Google plus. Uploading the Google Photo of, upload. Or, yeah, that got yeah, me once. Okay. Yeah,
0: that was But once I realized that was happening, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, this is just a super cool story. Not super newsworthy, but I guess I got Mario on the brain today. Mm-hmm. Uh, My- Microsoft just approved an NES emulator on the Xbox. So you can play Nintendo games on your Xbox. I don't know how this is a thing. This can't last.
1: How can it not be a thing?
0: When usually Nintendo, you know, like puts the kibosh on that immediately. Oh, I see. They don't want you... To, Maybe they they're want getting you, a little
1: loose. Because
0: they sell, they sell an emulator for their console. They want you buying a Nintendo to play for Nintendo games.
1: Like a GameCube?
0: They, or what's the,
1: what is the current Nintendo? The, um
0: Wii? Yeah, the Wii U, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah the Wii U. And they, you can get the arcade and get the classic games on there. You can get the Nintendo arcade. So I was really surprised to say this. This is my way of saying you should better hustle. It's a universal emulator... That uh, can do Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Game Boy Color. Wow! I know. If I had an Xbox, I would be getting that right away. That would be really cool. So I wanted to put the word out there because if it's like what happens in the uh, Apple Store, sometimes that S. Oh,
1: oh ouch. dang it! Rikai just uh, ended ended that excitement. <sighs> I
0: knew it wouldn't. Be, I knew it'd be too good. It just couldn't last. Yeah, Rikai just links this to oh, a story. Oh, Microsoft says, blocked it though. Probably on Nintendo's behalf. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's probably. Well, there you go. See, I knew it wouldn't last long. I knew. Let's go have some fun, though. Let's go kick it. So this is our Kickstarter of the week. It is.
1: Oh, I saw this.
0: It's got. uh, It's doing pretty good. They had a goal of fifteen thousand, and they've raised three million four hundred sixty nine thousand dollars. Because it's
1: genius. With
0: thirty seven days left to go, eighty seven thousand backers. It is called the Fidget Cube.
2: I never really thought it was a problem. I'd always suspected those around me had seen my incessant pen clicking, knee shaking, huh. and desk tapping. But I had no idea how bad it had gotten. <laughs> I just fidgeted <laughs> all the time. Anything I could get my hands on. It's a parody, though. It <laughs> didn't matter what.
1: Yeah, this is me.
2: The bubble wrap. What? Okay, oh, this is the bubble me. wrap. Oh, my God. The way it pop,
1: no. pop, popped. He's in a garage with a big
2: spindle of it. I just couldn't get enough.
0: Now he's jumping on it.
2: This is hilarious. That was probably
0: my rock box. I have tried to bite Pubble. Yeah, it's no good. Don't bite it. Don't
2: bite it. Thankfully, my Kickstarter community told
1: me they were safe. From the people that brought you Duet comes over the counter Fidget Cube. Fidget Cube is a vinyl desk toy designed to satisfy any urges to click, roll, spin, and other common fidgety impulses. ...without driving your colleagues and loved ones away. Fidget Cube is a cube that you fidget
3: with. (laughs) Studies have suggested that fidgeting increases focus and improves productivity. Side effects may include a sudden ability to cope with boring meetings. Pay attention in class. Power through Netflix marathons. (laughs) Fidget Cube is designed to allow discreet fidgeting in any setting... Fidget Cube, if you have an aversion to rectangular prisms,
2: Fidget Cube lets me satisfy my fidgeting without endlessly annoying those around me. I thought I could stop at any time, and now I realize I don't want to.
3: Fidget Cube can help take the first step to fidgeting freedom today. I need one. It's a
1: pretty
0: great okay, video. So,
2: in all seriousness, we may joke about fidgeting and we give our friends and coworkers a hard time for the pen clicking and the nail biting. But what if there aren't something? What if fidgeting is a coping mechanism, a way for us to stay focused and more present in the moment? Some scientists smarter than us believe that we have this thing called floating attention, which makes it hard for us to focus in certain circumstances. Oh, hey, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, fidgeting has been shown to be able to help keep that floating attention occupied, which helps you better focus on the task at hand.
0: Okay, what's so the bad audio? It's turning crazier. me off now. So <laughs> that's the fidget cube. Despite the crazy audio there, I thought that was pretty neat. That is
1: uh, so. Okay, how much?
0: Now this is this is the key five. question, right? <laughs> you want five? Just because, <laughs> you know what? Actually, if they if they freaking oh yeah for sure if they freaking branded these yeah. if they branded these damn so you can you can jump in at a dollar if you just want to quote unquote show some love oh god i love the power toggle switch
1: (gasps) i know right oh my god look at that there's uh, all sorts of things.
0: Flight uh, Fidget Cube evangelist, which is no longer available, got in at fourteen bucks. One Fidget Cube, nineteen dollars.
1: Okay, not mm. bad.
0: It's, mm-hmm. They say they're going to retail for twenty five. Maybe
1: just two then.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get two well, at thirty five. If... One
1: for you, one for Dylan, okay. and one for me. You
0: want? How about here? Five Fidget Cubes, seventy nine dollars. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's Let's not good. That's do not it. Bad.
0: right now. <laughs> I'm not logged in right now. Uh. I know. Let me see. Am I logged in? No, I am not logged in Okay,
1: well, I I really, you know, I think that it pairs well with ADD, and, and I don't have that, but I move all the time, and I constant, I play with my headphone cable, and I think I'm allergic to it, so <laughs> it would be kind of great. In fact, oh, yeah, it's vinyl. Yeah, I heard it say that, but I thought it said a vinyl desk yeah, toy, you yeah, know, but it's yeah, vinyl. Yeah. It's vinyl, so I'm not allergic to it. This is all good.
0: So, uh, Mumble Room, anyone not for backing this particular project? Yeah, I think everybody universally likes this one. Wow, how about that? We have a winner, an undisputed winner! I can't.
1: Quack, quack, quack,
0: All right, all right. So you want to back it after the show? Absolutely. All right, the link will be in the show notes if you want to grab one too. They have 37 days left to go. That's a that's a great one. That's a winner. Yeah, that's a winner. Winner chicken dinner for our. Uh, we had a couple of wins recently, which is good because we had like a. Like a multi. I was yeah. ready to- I was ready to Like, we got to can this thing. It's yeah. not working. Yep. But now we got some wins back in the bag. I'm feeling yep. good. There you go. So, that is our Kickstarter of the week. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we get out of here, mm, got a little Patreons. Ooh, stuff to
1: I would buy a mm. JB branded one for I know. 30 That's what I'm saying. That's interesting. Oh, allowed branding. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm talking about. I was I'm like, about. it is
1: branded. Okay. Yeah, that, would, talking be, about that. that would be great. We what should, you talking about? So, contact them? About?
0: Well, they're probably a little busy. They could the probably
1: throw the logo on that toggle switch.
0: Holy smokes. Holy smokes. We gotta stop the show right here. This is unbelievable. (laughs) I can't even believe this. We are at a solid 700 right now on the <gasps> Patreon.
1: Wow! I know. You know what's crazy? At the beginning of the month, when it starts charging cards, like it, the number goes down I dramatically. I know. Um, so I was afraid. I know. I was afraid it was going to go back up, but wow! <laughs> it reco- great. well, what happens is people realize, oh, my card's bad. They replace yeah. it, and then it, they go yeah. back on the numbers. You
0: know, something that people have been loving, and just every now, p- people don't get to check it out every single week, but something that uh, I've been getting a lot of good feedback on is posting the live shows. People like yeah. to po- so we, I post a few throughout the week. The complete live stream recording beginning to end if you can't make it. Mm-hmm. And you know, honestly, it makes me think like when with shows like especially like with Lytix Action show, I feel like there's a whole nother show in Absolutely. between the shows. Absolutely.
1: Well, and how long were you live yesterday? From like what six hours, to, I think, or something s- to almost 6. Yeah. Like, it was crazy with yeah. a lunch break, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, not for me. Oh. But for yeah. Loa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh That's yeah, funny. it was it was uh a lot of recording. Now, I'm going to I think I've decided to split that one up into two so that way people have a little something to watch next week too. Right, right. but, like, when we do the double text snaps, I have been typically doing the double text snaps as a single file just to kind of gauge which one people like more. Sure. So you can always leave me a comment and let me know what you think about the live streams posting that. And, of course, we have different swag levels there. Uh, we have the the cord cutters level if uh, you're a cord cutter and JB's one of your mm-hmm. primary sources of content or just want to keep us going. We also have the Swag Club, which may be opening up more. A few Actually, more slots. yeah,
1: I do need to open because somebody lost their spot because <laughs> their card accidentally declined. Oh, yeah, bummer. so I'm going to open up a couple more. Should uh, we? Yeah. So open up that like three spots or something,
0: and, so that person, maybe like two other folks can get yeah, the swag. Yeah. So We keep it at a managed level.
1: There's also other benefits. If you are re- if you recently started listening to User Error, which um, has had two episodes now. Three? Three. I, I think. Yeah? yeah. 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 That's right. I forgot to post a third to the regular uh, oh, yeah, subreddit. Okay. But anyway, um, Chris, for the last one, posted the desktop, the background.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try doing that for folks cool. that are... Uh, yeah, user air right now is um, is just we're gonna see if we can just keep it listener supported. I don't know how long that'll work, but we'll see. I think the numbers are going up on the Patreon, so yeah. that's encouraging. So one of the things I'm doing to thank people is the posting the wallpapers that we're using in user air to mm-hmm. the patrons.
1: Another thing is, uh, you know, you guys are kind of like the producers at some point. You know, you you invest in our content, so like I am redoing the donation page or the support page, and I asked for input, and I got like a crazy amount of good input from you guys. It was, um, I think I. Opened it up to $3 and more got a say in what I do and um that was really cool.
0: Nice, that's nice to get the feedback. It's like a u- user focus group.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was things that I didn't even think of and and definitely worth considering. So
0: patreon.com/day and also just a general plug for all things and uh, check the calendar all the time like we didn't have an episode last week and uh we we did we did get the calendar updated to to let you know. Uh, And I forgot. Oh, it was Labor Day. That's why. Yeah. We didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. So then I guess that was probably fairly self-explanatory. You can also submit content or a Kickstarter of the week, a show, a topic you think would be great for us to chew on, feedback, stories, all that, even your votes and comments are appreciated at techtalktoday.reddit.com. And don't forget that RSS feed. You can just subscribe and get the show automatically. It don't matter when we do it. Mm -hmm. You just get that show. All right, Andrews. I think that's everything we have for today. Say goodbye.
3: Goodbye. Put down that joystick and get ready to ride. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I'm Mario. My brother Luigi and I are hot. Watch us take on the baddest bad guy in town, King Cooper. He's got his hooks out for Princess Toadstool. But we're gonna stop him cold. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It's awesome. Super Mario, tomorrow at 7...